Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of U.S. Preventive Services Task Force recommendations found under the stats section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 50-year-old woman visits her primary care physician for a routine checkup. Her last pap smear was more than five years ago, and her physician recommends that she undergoes high-risk HPV testing in combination with cytology at the current visit. Her last mammogram was the previous year, so she is informed that she can wait until next year for repeat mammography. Her physician notes that colorectal cancer screening is recommended starting at age 50 years and notes that she will receive a fecal occult blood test today. The patient is also counseled on the benefits of aspirin use for the prevention of heart attack and stroke in adults beginning at age 50. Let's continue with an introduction to U.S. Preventive Services Task Force recommendations. As a general overview, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, or USPSTF, recommendations are evidence-based guidelines for clinical disease prevention. Moving on to the classification, the USPSTF recommendations are classified into five ratings. These are A, B, C, D, and I. Classification A means that the USPSTF recommends the service and that there is a high certainty that the net benefit is substantial. Classification B means that the USPSTF recommends the service and that there is high certainty that the net benefit is moderate or there is moderate certainty that the net benefit is moderate to substantial. Rating C means that clinicians may provide this service to selected patients depending on individual circumstances. However, for most individuals without signs or symptoms, there is likely to be only a small benefit from this service. Rating D means that the USPSTF recommends against this service. It also means that there is moderate or high certainty that the service has no net benefit or that the harms outweigh the benefits. And rating I means that the USPSTF concludes that the current evidence is insufficient to assess the balance of benefits and harms of the service, and that evidence is lacking of poor quality or conflicting, and that the balance of benefits and harms cannot be determined. Now let's discuss the USPSTF recommendations, grades A, B, and others more closely. Let's discuss them by the year in which the recommendations were established. Let's begin with the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2020. The first one is unhealthy drug use screening. Physicians should screen by asking questions about unhealthy drug use in adults age 18 years or older, and this should be implemented when services for accurate diagnosis, effective treatment, and appropriate care can be offered or referred. Also note that screening refers to asking questions about unhealthy drug use, not testing biological specimens. The next recommendation concerns prevention and cessation of tobacco use in children and adolescents as a primary care intervention. The recommendation is that primary care clinicians provide interventions, including education or brief counseling, to prevent initiation of tobacco use among school-aged children and adolescents. The next recommendation concerns hepatitis C virus infection in adolescents and adults and is for screening. The recommendation is to screen for hepatitis C virus infection in adults aged 18 to 79 years. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2019. The first recommendation concerns abdominal aortic aneurysm screening. The recommendation is for a one-time screening for abdominal aortic aneurysms, or AAA, with ultrasonography in men aged 65 to 75 
who have ever smoked. The next recommendation concerns asymptomatic bacteriuria in adults and is for screening. The recommendation is for screening of asymptomatic bacteriuria using urine culture in pregnant persons. The next recommendation concerns breast cancer medication use to reduce risk. The recommendation is for clinicians to offer to prescribe risk-reducing medications such as tamoxifen, raloxifene, or aromatase inhibitors to women who are at increased risk for breast cancer and at low risk for adverse medication effects. The next recommendation concerns human immunodeficiency virus infection screening. The recommendation is to screen for HIV infection in adolescents and adults aged 15 to 65 years. Also remember that younger adolescents and older adults who are at increased risk of infection should also be screened. They also recommend screening for HIV infection in all pregnant persons, including those who present in labor or at delivery whose HIV status is unknown. The next recommendation concerns prevention of human immunodeficiency virus infection with pre-exposure prophylaxis. The recommendation states that physicians should offer pre-exposure prophylaxis, or PrEP, with effective antiretroviral therapy to persons who are at high risk of HIV acquisition. The next recommendation concerns perinatal depression, and specifically its concerns preventive interventions. The recommendation states that one should provide or refer pregnant and postpartum persons who are at increased risk of perinatal depression to counseling interventions. The next recommendation concerns ocular prophylaxis for gonococcal ophthalmia neonatorum, specifically relating to preventive medication. The recommendation states that prophylactic ocular topical medication should be given for all newborns to prevent gonococcal ophthalmia neonatorum. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2018. The first recommendation concerns unhealthy alcohol use in adolescents and adults and specifically concerns screening and behavioral counseling interventions. The recommendation states that physicians should screen for unhealthy alcohol use in primary care settings in adults 18 years or older, including pregnant women, and providing persons engaged in risky or hazardous drinking with brief behavioral counseling interventions to reduce unhealthy alcohol use. The next recommendation concerns intimate partner violence, elder abuse, and abuse of vulnerable adults screening. It specifically states that one should screen for intimate partner violence, or IPV, in women of reproductive age and provide or refer women who screen positive to ongoing support services. The next recommendation is about weight loss to prevent obesity-related morbidity and mortality in adults and specifically concerns behavioral interventions. The recommendation states that physicians should offer or refer adults with a body mass index or BMI of 30 or higher, which is calculated as weight in kilograms, divided by height in meters squared, to intensive, multi-component behavioral interventions. The next recommendation concerns syphilis infection in pregnant women screening. Specifically, it states that early screening for syphilis infection should occur in all pregnant women. The next recommendation concerns cervical cancer screening. It specifically states that physicians should screen for cervical cancer every three years with cervical cytology alone in women aged 21 to 29 years. And for women aged 30 to 65 years, one should screen every three years with cervical cytology alone, every five years with high-risk human papillomavirus testing alone, or every five years with high-risk human papillomavirus testing in combination with cytology, also referred to as co-testing. 
The next recommendation concerns osteoporosis to prevent fractures, and it is in regards to screening. It specifically states that physicians should screen for osteoporosis with bone measurement testing to prevent osteoporotic fractures in women age 65 and older. It also states that physicians should screen for osteoporosis with bone measurement testing to prevent osteoporotic fractures in postmenopausal women younger than 65 years who are at increased risk of osteoporosis, as determined by a formal clinical risk assessment tool. The next recommendation concerns interventions for fall prevention in community-dwelling older adults. It specifically states that exercise interventions to prevent falls in community-dwelling adults 65 years or older who are at increased risk of falls should take place. The next recommendation concerns behavioral counseling for skin cancer prevention. It states that counseling young adults, adolescents, children, and parents of young children about minimizing exposure to ultraviolet radiation for persons aged 6 months to 24 years with fair skin types to reduce their risk of skin cancer. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2017. The first recommendation concerns screening for vision in children ages 6 months to 5 years. It specifically states that physicians should test for vision screening at least once in all children aged 3 to 5 years to detect amblyopia or its risk factors. The next recommendation concerns screening of obesity in children and adolescents. It specifically states that physicians should screen for obesity in children and adolescents 6 years and older and offer or refer them to comprehensive, intensive behavioral interventions to promote improvements in weight status. The next recommendation concerns screening for preeclampsia. It states that physicians should screen for preeclampsia in pregnant women with blood pressure measurements throughout pregnancy. The next recommendation is about folic acid for the prevention of neural tube defects. It states that all women who are planning or capable of pregnancy should take a daily supplement containing 0.4 to 0.8 milligrams of folic acid. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations published in 2016. The first recommendation concerns aspirin use to prevent cardiovascular disease and colorectal cancer. It states that one should initiate low-dose aspirin for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease and colorectal cancer in adults aged 50 to 59 years who have a 10% or greater 10-year CVD risk and are not at increased risk of bleeding have a life expectancy of at least 10 years and are willing to take low-dose aspirin daily for at least 10 years. The next recommendation is about depression in children and adolescent screening. It specifically states that physicians should screen for major depressive disorder in adolescents aged 12 to 18 years and that there should also be screening implemented with adequate systems in place to ensure accurate diagnosis, effective treatment, and appropriate follow-up. The next recommendation is about depression in adult screening. It specifically states that there should be screening for depression in the general adult population, including pregnant and postpartum women, and that screening should be implemented with adequate systems in place to ensure accurate diagnosis, effective treatment, and appropriate follow-up. The next recommendation concerns breast cancer screening. It specifically states that there should be biennial screening mammography for women aged 50 to 74 years. The next recommendation is regarding statin use for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease in adults. 
It states that adults without a history of cardiovascular disease, such as symptomatic coronary artery disease or ischemic stroke, should use a low to moderate dose statin for the prevention of cardiovascular disease and mortality when all of the following criteria are met. First, that they are aged 40 to 75 years. Next, that they have one or more CVD risk factors, such as dyslipidemia, diabetes, hypertension, or smoking. And third, that they have a calculated 10-year risk of a cardiovascular event of 10% or greater. The next recommendation is concerning breastfeeding as a primary care intervention. It states that providing interventions during pregnancy and after birth to support breastfeeding should take place. The next recommendation concerns latent tuberculosis infection screening. It states that physicians should screen for latent tuberculosis infection in populations at increased risk. The next recommendation concerns colorectal cancer screening. It states that physicians should screen for colorectal cancer starting at age 50 years and continue until age 75 years. The next recommendation concerns syphilis infection in non-pregnant adults and adolescents. It states that screening for syphilis infection in persons who are at increased risk of infection should take place. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2015. The first recommendation concerns abnormal blood glucose and type 2 diabetes mellitus screening. It states that physicians should screen for abnormal blood glucose as part of cardiovascular risk assessment in adults aged 40 to 70 years who are overweight or obese. Physicians should also offer or refer patients with abnormal blood glucose to intensive behavioral counseling interventions to promote a healthful diet and physical activity. The next recommendation concerns high blood pressure in adults. It states that there should be screening for high blood pressure in adults aged 18 years or older, and that these measurements should be obtained outside of the clinical setting for diagnostic confirmation before starting treatment. The next recommendation concerns tobacco smoking cessation in adults, including pregnant women. It states that physicians should ask all adults about tobacco use, advise them to stop using tobacco, and provide behavioral interventions and U.S. FDA-approved pharmacotherapy for cessation to adults who use tobacco. It also states that physicians should ask all pregnant women about tobacco use, advise them to stop using tobacco, and provide behavioral interventions for cessation to pregnant women who use tobacco. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2014. The first recommendation concerns chlamydia and gonorrhea screening. It states that there should be screening for chlamydia and gonorrhea in sexually active women aged 24 years and younger and in older women who are at increased risk for infection. The next recommendation concerns sexually transmitted infections. It states that one should recommend intensive behavioral counseling for all sexually active adolescents and for adults who are at increased risk for sexually transmitted infections. The next recommendation concerns healthful diet and physical activity for cardiovascular disease prevention in adults with cardiovascular risk factors. It states the physician should offer or refer adults who are overweight or obese and have additional cardiovascular disease risk factors to intensive behavioral counseling interventions to promote a healthful diet and physical activity for CVD prevention. The next recommendation concerns low-dose aspirin use for the prevention of morbidity and mortality from preeclampsia. They recommend the use of low-dose aspirin, which is 81 mg per day, as a preventive medication after 12 weeks of gestation in women who are at high risk for preeclampsia. 
The next recommendation concerns dental caries in children from birth through age of five years. It states that primary care clinicians should prescribe oral fluoride supplementation starting at age six months for children whose water supply is deficient in fluoride. It also states that primary care clinicians should apply fluoride varnish to the primary teeth of all infants and children starting at the age of primary tooth eruption. The next recommendation concerns gestational diabetes mellitus screening. It states that one should screen for gestational diabetes mellitus, or GDM, in asymptomatic pregnant women after 24 weeks of gestation. The next recommendation concerns hepatitis B virus infection screening. It states that physicians should screen for hepatitis B virus in persons at high risk of infection. Now let's discuss the grades A and B recommendations that were published in 2013 or earlier. The first recommendation concerns lung cancer screening. They state that there should be annual screening for lung cancer with low-dose computed tomography in adults aged 55 to 80 years who have a 30-pack year smoking history and currently smoke or have quit within the past 15 years. They also state that screening should be discontinued once a person has not smoked for 15 years or develops a health problem that substantially limits life expectancy or the ability or willingness to have curative lung surgery. The next recommendation concerns RHD incompatibility screening. It states that RHD blood typing and antibody testing for all pregnant women during their first visit for pregnancy-related care should take place. It also states that repeated RHD antibody testing should take place for all unsensitized RHD-negative women at 24 to 28 weeks gestation unless the biological father is known to be RHD-negative. Now let's discuss the grade C and D recommendations. The first recommendation concerns pregnant persons not at increased risk for preterm delivery. They recommend against screening for bacterial vaginosis in pregnant persons who are not at increased risk for preterm delivery. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns pancreatic cancer screening. They recommend against screening for pancreatic cancer in asymptomatic adults. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns cardiovascular disease risk screening with electrocardiography. They recommend against screening with resting or exercise electrocardiography to prevent cardiovascular disease events in asymptomatic adults at low risk of CVD events. The next recommendation concerns prostate cancer screening. They state that men between the ages of 55 to 69, the decision to undergo PSA testing is an individual decision and the clinician should discuss the possible benefits and harms. This is a grade C recommendation. They also state that in men older than 70, they should not undergo PSA testing. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns vitamin D, calcium, or combined supplementation for the primary prevention of fractures in community-dwelling adults. They recommend against daily supplementation with 400 IUs or less of vitamin D and 1,000 milligrams or less of calcium for the primary prevention of fractures in community-dwelling postmenopausal women. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns ovarian cancer screening. They recommend against screening for ovarian cancer in asymptomatic women. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns hormone therapy in postmenopausal women. They recommend against the use of estrogen alone for the primary prevention of chronic conditions in postmenopausal women, including those who have had a hysterectomy. This is a grade D recommendation. 
The next recommendation concerns healthful diet and physical activity for cardiovascular disease prevention in adults without known risk factors. They state that primary care professionals should individualize the decision to offer or refer adults without obesity who do not have hypertension, dyslipidemia, abnormal blood glucose levels, or diabetes to behavioral counseling to promote a healthful diet and physical activity. This is a grade C recommendation. The next recommendation concerns thyroid cancer screening. They recommend against screening for thyroid cancer in asymptomatic adults. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns genital herpes infection. They recommend against routine serologic screening for genital herpes simplex virus infection in asymptomatic adolescents and adults, including those who are pregnant. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns chronic obstructive pulmonary disease screening. They recommend against screening for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease in asymptomatic adults. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns vitamin supplementation to prevent cancer and cardiovascular disease. They recommend against the use of beta-carotene or vitamin E supplements for the prevention of cardiovascular disease or cancer. This is a grade D recommendation. The next recommendation concerns carotid artery stenosis screening. They recommend against screening for asymptomatic carotid artery stenosis in the general adult population. This is a grade D recommendation. The final recommendation concerns testicular cancer screening. They recommend against screening for testicular cancer in adolescent or adult men. This is a grade D recommendation. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to the USPSTF recommendations, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 65-year-old man presents to your primary care clinic for routine health maintenance. His only complaint is a mild, non-productive cough that developed after a viral infection two weeks ago. His past medical history includes hypertension, coronary artery disease, diabetes, gastrointestinal bleeding, and benign prostatic hypertrophy. He is on lisinopril, metoprolol, atorvastatin, metformin, and tamsulosin. He has no family history of cancer and was born in the United States. He has a 45-pack year smoking history, but quit 20 years ago. He has never used illicit drugs. A colonoscopy performed five years ago was normal. The patient's temperature is 99.0 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.2 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 124 over 88. Pulse is 74 beats per minute, and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. The exam is otherwise unremarkable. In addition to administering the seasonal influenza vaccine, what is the most appropriate screening test to order? And the answer choices are Choice 1, abdominal ultrasound Choice 2, colonoscopy Choice 3, interferon gamma release assay Choice 4, low-dose computed tomography scan of the chest Or Choice 5, prostate-specific antigen The best answer to this question is, choice one, abdominal ultrasound. The patient's advanced age and history of smoking puts him at increased risk for developing an abdominal aortic aneurysm, or AAA. Therefore, the United States Preventive Services Task Force, or USPSTF, guidelines recommend a one-time screening ultrasound in men aged 65 to 75 years who have ever smoked, 
which is defined as 100 cigarettes or more. The USPSTF also recommends selective AAA screening in men aged 65 to 75 years who have never smoked due to the smaller net benefits of screening in this group. In deciding whether to screen in this population, patients and clinicians should consider past medical history, such as other large artery aneurysms, family history of AAA, and other risk factors such as older age, Caucasian race, and hypertension, and patient personal values. There was insufficient evidence for the USPSTF to evaluate the risks and benefits of screening in women aged 65 to 75 years who have ever smoked. Major risk factors for the development of abdominal aortic aneurysm include advanced age, male sex, and tobacco use. Other risk factors include hypertension, peripheral arterial disease, coronary artery disease, and a family history of AAA. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Colonoscopy is not appropriate in this patient with no underlying risk factors for colon cancer, such as a history of ulcerative colitis, Lynch syndrome, familial adenomatous polyposis syndrome, or first-degree relative with colorectal cancer, and he had a normal colonoscopy five years ago. The appropriate screening interval for this patient is every 10 years. Choice 3. Interferon gamma release assay is a test for tuberculosis. This is not indicated in this patient whose cough is more consistent with a post-infectious cough and does not have risk factors for new tuberculosis infection or reactivation, such as close contacts with tuberculosis, illicit drug use, HIV, etc. Choice 4. Low-dose computed tomography scan of the chest is recommended annually by the USPSTF to screen for lung cancer in patients aged 55 to 80 years who have a 30-pack-year smoking history and either currently smoke or quit within the past 15 years. Although this patient has a 45-pack-year smoking history, screening is not appropriate because he quit more than 15 years ago. Choice 5. Prostate-specific antigen screening is a controversial topic. Screening results in a small potential reduction in prostate cancer mortality, but has risks including false positive results leading to additional invasive testing such as biopsy and overtreatment. The USPSTF recommends against screening men who do not express a preference for screening, instead encouraging clinicians to consider screening on a case-by-case basis in men aged 55 to 69 years. The American Urologic Association also recommends shared decision-making with men aged 55 to 69 years. The American Cancer Society recommends discussion of the risks and benefits of screening in men aged 50 years at average risk with a life expectancy of at least 10 years. Finally, a bullet summary. Abdominal aortic aneurysm screening with ultrasound is indicated in men aged 65 to 75 years who have ever smoked. That's all for this review about the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force recommendations. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.